coming up on another episode of the 35th and Jackson podcast. Have you talked to Jake Luton? Did you know Jake Luton's starting? Coach Smith, do you, do you like to talk with – do you FaceTime Jake before bed? Oh, okay, yeah, because I like rushing three fat guys. I would rather have Caleb Hayes punch somebody than see what I just saw oh. on that field. That was an embarrassment, and a disappointment is an understatement. The game reminded me of a Gary Anderson coached game. Unprepared, look clueless. Use this, Ryan. This is a description of how that first half went. I was just frustrated play calling mostly. The defense did their part. They were they looked slow. There were times we had personnel issues. Don't like Russian three. We can get into more details on that. Welcome back to the 35th and Jackson podcast. It is a somber day, but we will still hold out hope for the Beavers to get better from here. It is Andy, Khan, Brock, as usual. We're going to break down what we saw, the atrocity on Saturday against Washington State, and take a look at this Saturday's game against Washington. Fingers crossed, knock on wood, COVID pending. But that's what it is here in 2020. That's what we're looking at. So let's get into it. Not going to mince words. We're just going to battle through and state our peace. But before that, we got to get to today's sponsor, which is Payton's Partners. Are you a college student looking for a paid internship that can earn you money working from home? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Payton's Partners CEO Connor P. Taggart is looking for capable students to join his team. You won't get paid, and all expenses will be covered by you, the intern. But nevertheless, there are several new exciting opportunities for you. The following roles are currently being filled. Personal driver, personal shopper, and a literal doormat. In this position, you lay down in front of Connor's front door in case he needs to wipe his J's. So when you, what are you waiting for? Put something on your resume that's sure to set you apart. Join the team at Payton's Partners today. Non-refundable $75 application fee required. Okay, so let's get into it. As I mentioned, yes, last week's game did not go well. Washington State hands Oregon State a, a 28, excuse me, a 38-28 loss at Reeser Saturday night. Needless to say, none of the three of us saw it coming. It was as bitter of a defeat as we can remember in, in some time just because of expectations. So, you know, it's not a season ender, but it doesn't feel very good as that was probably the best chance to get a win against a new staff. Anyways, that's what happened last week. Next week, we've got Washington uh, on Montlake in Seattle, 8 o'clock, Fox Sports 1. So a chance for redemption. Uh, but obviously, last week did not go according to plan. And one other quick bit of news before we get into our game recap and analysis, Matthew Tago has entered the transfer portal. So there goes him and his father's inflatable arms. They will be missed. They will be sorely, sorely missed. So let's get into it. Game recap and analysis. Uh, wh what did you guys have? What were your thoughts on that game? Brought you rip it. Oh, that was ugly. Absolutely ugly to come out so flat. If you're at home opener, you're excited to play everything we read and then go 0 and 3. Um, I mean, the defense started. Andy and I were just talking before the phone. Uh, we started recording. Defense started well. I mean, the wide receiver screen play out there that we blew the guy up and the play went well. 
that's more what you want to start the game with. And then our offense comes out there, predictable, boring, not set up for success for Jebbia. He's played that first half and looked atrocious to the point that I would not have blamed them for going to someone else in the second half. Um, I didn't want that, but I wouldn't have blamed him. Uh, second half, he was much better. I was just frustrated play calling mostly. The defense did their part. They were they looked slow. There were times we had personnel issues. Don't like rushing three. We can get into more details on that. But when your offense goes 0-3 two times to start the game, it kind of defeats the – you get tired. You get out of it. You don't have the energy anymore. And our offense just didn't have it. I don't like the play calls. We didn't run the ball early. Our success was off play action later. We didn't set Jebby up for success. We were having him throw freaking 25-yard out routes. Um, I just – it was not what we expected, uh, obviously. I mean, I freaking will get in later, but I, I don't have any money left in my accounts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flat broke and disappointed and the lowest I've been as a Beaver fan in a while. Well, I Sorry. declared bankruptcy this week twice. Because <laughs> um, I have my second and third mortgages out of my house, it's in it. Oh, it turns out you can't you can't just yell. I declare bankruptcy, Mike. <laughs> an embarrassment, a Gary Anderson hack job, and yes, I'm going there. <laughs> the game reminded me of a Gary Anderson coached game. Unprepared, look clueless, rush three, um, and I think the thing for me. That, that was most disappointing is just the lack. I mean, just guys weren't even in the right spots. It, it wasn't just like, you know, they had better athletes. You know, so we, we've talked about this. I do think Washington State has a lot of good athletes. So I'm not surprised by their athletic ability. I think what I was surprised about is that we didn't even look like we were similar athletes um, in a lot of positions. I actually think our corners, and even Jonathan Smith said that, our corners actually played well. Um, if you see the two long, the two touchdown passes, I mean, they were in great position. It was a perfect pass, though, because the guy has 15 years to throw. So, any, I mean, even an IMQB and Jack Lomax could do something like that, okay? So, I actually thought our secondary played pretty decent overall. Um, and that's one of the, I mean, Omar and Avery, obviously studs. But those are the only kind of bright spots on defense. Other, again, Omar and Avery, middle linebackers. Hamilcar was invisible. That was, I mean, he went from a third-round pick to um, a CFL. I don't even know if the CFL still exists. Um, the XFL, whatever he wants to do. He can go to the XFL. That's fine. Um, and on offense, my God, I sing. I did we even have – we would have been better off playing seven on seven with no line like with, with them playing having 11 guys and just rushing us that was pretty much what it was it was we thought it was a skeleton drill and they had their whole team on the on the field that's that's what I, I'm convinced we just thought it was a skeleton drill so I get it I mean you do you can do well in the skeleton drill if you get the ball out quick but you know seeing the offensive line be embarrassed and, and especially I'm calling him out right now Brandon Kipper, my God, dude, you're an embarrassment. Why I'm calling him out is he talks a big game, you know, and seeing him just embarrass himself out there. And then he and then he had a few crybaby moments. Where I'm just like, your attitude is horrible, man. Um, 
and just whining to the coach. I'm just like, stop. It's just embarrassing. I mean, I would rather have Caleb Hayes punch somebody than see what I just saw on that field. That was an embarrassment, and a disappointment is an understatement. And it's getting to a point where are we going to go 0-6? And, yeah, it's a first game, you know. Our our amazing well probably probably just zero and two. Uh, it's gonna all our amazing writer who's somehow on on board with us now, Nick Deschel. Um, love him. He's such a, just writes the truth. Always such a positive influence on the team. You know everything. I I I regret to say that I I think I'm trying to take his advice and say you know the first games don't matter. Don't judge a team on the first game. But how can you not? This is a Gary Anderson performance period. And that's all I have to say about that. I don't think Jebby is, you know, I think he's fine. I don't think he, I don't think he's the problem. Any anybody, it doesn't matter who you are when you're getting pressured like that. I mean, they get, you just watch the if you watch the film, you'll see it. Wazoo's pretty much rushing four guys the whole time and we can't block four and five. That, that's literally what it was. Hmm. We could not block them five on four. Our our five guys to their four. Yeah, they blitzed a Man. few times, but geez, uh, what an embarrassment. And so, anyways, um, that's that's what I'm ha- and I'm just I'm just low, like Brad said. I'm in a dark place. Yeah, he said he was in a low place. I'm in I'm pretty dark right now, like <laughs> very dark. And after the game, I had some choice texts for my friend Andy had to go to the confidential line that were very dark. He can validate. <laughs> they're the darkest. I, they're the darkest I've, they've been for a while. So, and, and I'm not sure if we should share the inside info that we have, but I can expand on that later in the program. If the moderator thinks it's applicable. Oh my God. Oh boy. Well, I just want to say, uh, first off, I mean, you're doing a great job masking it. I don't think anybody could tell that you're, upset in any way so i really appreciate you soldiering through it um yeah my what i would add i mean not to beat a dead horse but hey let's just go ahead and do it anyway talk about the coaching andy i didn't talk about the coach i just talk about the coaching well one thing i'd like to say is you mentioned what did you say washington state rush did you say four people yeah not three what's that what is that i've never heard of rushing four is that and they weren't four fat guys Oh, okay, yeah, because I like rushing three fat guys. <laughs> uh, that's what I do, and it's like kind of more less a rush and more of a crawl. I like to crawl three. <laughs> Let's crawl three at the true freshman quarterback who just got off Hawaiian Airlines yesterday and and see if we can crawl three against him in his mega arm. Yeah, uh, needless to say, yeah, you, that does lead into coaching. Um, I was a little disappointed at the lack of adjustments. The offense – adjusted late the defense had some okay moments it's it it would be easy to just bash them over over and over and rake them over the coals for this but early on it's just I don't understand the game plan and they and it was mentioned by multiple coaches including Smith afterwards of the game plan was to sit in zone coverage and try to confuse him they wanted to beat the freshman mentally rather than physically which I think is a mistake because it's hard to, to get the mental side of the game when you got guys in your face. And the more he went feeling comfortable having three fat guys crawl up by him, 
the the worst it got. And the only way that he's going to play at that level is if you allow him to be comfortable. And what did they do? And by the time it was halftime, it was too late. He's already comfortable. He's already in the rhythm, in the groove. Yeah, they only had 14 points, but you could just see it, the confidence building. And aside from his long pick that was in the other end zone anyway, so it's like whatever, he played a fantastic game. So I will say I will tip my cap to Delora as a true freshman doing that. Like I was telling Brock before we got on here that um, that's the scary thing to me. He does look good. He does look legitimate, and it sucks that he's going to be here for three years at least. So it's like every – he was doing – I mean, not to the extent that we saw before with the the leech offenses, but he was doing everything that a regular Wazoo quarterback, he could make all the throws, and then he can run, which is not fair. So – I just didn't like the game plan. I thought, what the heck? Where where were our outside linebackers the entire off season? All we heard was how great and how special of a group that was, and they were invisible. Um, I did like seeing Ham line up in a parallel feet parallel two point stance <laughs> and then just kind of walking. I don't know what I've never seen that. I don't know what the hell that was, but that was a fun little wrinkle that produced very little fruit. He was completely neutralized, and I just didn't like it. They they weren't on the attack in that situation. You got a coaching staff that's been together for three years. You got veteran players. You got guys that know their responsibilities, and on the other sideline, it's all new to them. Everything's new. They're speeding to try to implement this after four weeks of practice, and they look like the team that was more prepared. And that's that's inexcusable. You go out. You're the aggressor. You're at home. Storm the castle and get beat guns ablazing if you're going to get beat but don't whimper and get down 28 to 7 and then wake up and say oh you guys this is a game we should win we should we should play with this team that's inexcusable and then again on offense similar to what brought said I, I didn't understand take the easy stuff they were trying to have tristan make a lot of those throws that we saw jake make last year those deep outs throwing to the sideline where you're throwing 20 yards to gain five there's no reason. The middle of the field's wide open. They're giving it to you, especially when they're showing pressure. Those hot routes are open. And they did start to get that in the second half. But, man, look at what happened when you threw over the middle to Bradford on these quick hit plays or to the tight ends. It's, it's an easy five to ten yards, and there's nothing wrong with that, especially in an offense where the only thing you need out of your passing game is to keep the defense honest enough so you can continue to feed Jamar, who was an absolute beast. So... You don't need the 60-yard bombs. You don't need the big play. Just keep the chains moving down in distance. Stay ahead of schedule. We were in third and 15 the entire game. It was third and 15 every freaking possession, and that's just inexcusable. So that's all I'll say. So I do have a few additions. Um, uh, Of the – I think the Beavers had 13 drives. 11 of them started in passes. Their first down was a pass. Which, when you have the best running back in the conference, I, I don't understand that. Second of all, you know, it, it's the thing that is, I think, just as hard for me to accept is they do have a lot of seniors on this team that that I thought up until now were pretty good players. You have Hamilcar. He was next to invisible 
And I, th- I think the game plan, and I, and I really, this is an inference. I don't have this, this intel confirmed, but I think the game plan was, oh, we can rush three, and on fifty percent of the plays, Hamilcar can can get through and get pressure. I think that was the game plan um, because they had him as the third D lineman pretty consistently on there, and he just was again neutralized. He was doubled a lot, yeah, but then his attitude dropped. I think that was hard for me to see. You have a guy like Trevon Bradford had three drops in the game. First possession, their first play of the year is a 10-yard out to him, and it's not even a deep out. It's a, just a 10-yard out, perfectly thrown ball. He drops it. So you you go into stuff like that, and you, you expect, again, you just think of Smith as, as the offense, or, I mean, Brian Lindgren, whoever's calling the plays. You're like, oh, cool, we're going to have a – our first play of the season is going to be to our senior wide receiver who's been here 10 years. So he's going to catch that easy out, drops it. There are a few other plays. Uh, just the, I mean, I will do want to give a shout-out to Caleb Lightborn. He's a great athlete and will be a positive part of this team regardless um, of the punting game. He kicked that ball left-footed that he caught, which was an incredible play, um, a horrible snap. And it's just, again, it, we stroke out in, in these special teams things. We hear about Everett Hayes the whole offseason. He's not even close. And granted, it, it was a botched play. There's a lot of, I mean, it, it's, I'm not pinning in saying he's a bad kicker. It just was disappointing to see him not even close on that field goal. And, he's, he's and, no I, want, and I want to say on that field goal, we had to call a timeout before we kicked the field goal because we didn't get the guys on the field. Why, why with a minute left in the game are you wasting a timeout? The clock was stopped, mind you. Don't even try and say, oh, maybe the clock was stopped. No, it wasn't. We had to call a timeout and waste a timeout to, to, to avoid getting a delay a game right there. And, and there's just things things in the coaching that is very worrisome, and, and it makes me feel that maybe uh, I, it's hard to tell because you have guys. I mean, I thought Jaden Grant actually played a great game. I was impressed by him. But other than him, he was one of the only upperclassmen that I was like, wow, Great, great performance, and you did what I expected you to do. And I think part of this, uh, I'm not sure, and, and this is kind of what I'm leading into, is part of this is, you know, there are some some guys that have been there for a long time um, and have been through four or five coaches. Um, then there's these guys that are kind of the newer blood. I mean, you saw, don't know why David Morris wasn't playing, but I, I did see Akili Arnold be playing the whole time, which I, I, I like Akili. He's a young guy, though made some young mistakes, which is fine, but I, I think he's more than worthy to, to get some snaps. However, over David Morris, I, I don't know. Well, more, Morris has been nursing a hamstring this whole time. It was but more some, but somehow he can play in the fourth quarter, okay? Try and make sense of that. Got it. Um, <clears throat> I know. Hamstring- just, yeah, I think they were yeah, trying to wall, limit wall, his wall, reps, wall, and yeah, then it yeah. got out of hand. Okay. If you have a hamstring, it's okay. not like oh, wait, it's a hamstring is a huge problem. So if you play at all. It's going to aggravate it. So I just – there's some things there, and, and I was pretty disappointed in Tibby. Just the lack of adjustments. It's like, okay, you have your game plan. You rush eight or rush three. God, it would be great if they rushed eight. Um, <laughs> you rush three, <laughs> drop eight. You obviously are getting sh- – in there, and, and don't let the defense fool you here. I'm more down on the defense than Andy is. The defense was lucky to give up only 14 points in the first half. The first drive – Wazoo yeah. had a dumb 15-yard post 
um, possession penalty that put they were in third and three and they ended up being in third and eighteen. And we we actually almost let the, it without Avery making a tackle behind the line, we would have led Dolores scramble. Then there were a few plays again, third just him throwing incompletions because he was a young QB that we got lucky on, or throwing a bad pass. Then there's mm-hmm. some others where maybe we got a little pressure as third and ten, and he just you know jogged to the first down line, and got a first down because we could. I mean, I, I love Jack Coletto, but sorry Jack, you are slow. And should not be in the game on third down. You know, I like you at the offensive side of the ball. I'm sure you looked great in practice because literally you know the offensive plays. Okay, let's just get that out of the way. You literally know the offensive plays. But, bro, just just take it on the chin, play your special teams, and, you know, be a, be a backup every once in a while. Wait, your your biggest concern with him is his his speed, or you think his tackling? He can't good, even. Yeah, yeah, he missed a few tackles, but he can't even get there to tackle the guy. He's the spy. He played the spy on a fast QB, and he was nowhere to be found. That should tell you something. When his only job is to spy the QB, follow him, and he and he's not even in the frame of the camera. That's because he was wearing a Velcro vest. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyways. All that being said, I think my biggest disappointment is seniors on the team not delivering and the coaching being uh, lost is the best way I can say it. Did Jonathan hire the wrong effing guys? Not sure. Thank you for that. So let me just be clear. So, Brock, did you want to do a double analysis as well for another 20 minutes or did you want to stick with your original? (laughs) Okay. Just wanted to make sure because I thought I thought we had kind of nope, recapped it. We actually we did it. It was an atrocious performance, and I want people okay. to know that 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 was an atrocious performance, and the team I, should get called out for it. And I'm doing it. I think they understand. Let's move into game brought something we haven't done since last fall, where we hand out a delicious bratwurst. Uh, you know, prepared the right way. We're talking soakers and onions and beer, and then right on the bun with some mustard. Delicious. Let's give out some game brats for the performance. It might be kind of hard to do, but if you were to slap a guy on the back and say, here's a game brat, who is it going to? Ethan, why don't you start? Uh, I'm not taking Andy's. I know who he's given to. Con already talked about the one I'm going to give it to, Caleb Wyborn. I mean, who picks up a bad snap twice and then kicks it left-footed in the face of trouble and it actually goes, you know, positive yardage? It's just the rarest thing ever. Um, hopefully he can get snaps that are in his face in the future and not over his head. Um, but my, my game brought all the toppings, goes to Caleb Lightborn. I hope I never see you punt left-footed again, though. Con, my game brought us to Nick Rolovich. That's all I'm going to say. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. I like That's that. all I'm going to say. Like, re- to Nick Rolovich, that. take it for what it's worth. That's what it. That's all I'm going to say. I, I respect that. Well, I, I know Brock said, yeah, there's there's a few ways I could go. Uh, a, cu- a couple guys that did stand out and Wrong. had games no, amongst a bad it. team performance. A couple no. guys. There's a couple guys. But I got to give mine to Jamar, the absolute stud uh, that he is. He did a lot with uh, his carries and – kept them alive in that game, just took it over himself. And if the Beavers could have woken up a little earlier and just got any type of lead, I'm pretty confident. You know, it would have been close, but I think they could have found a way to 
come out on top of that game. And even just winning at all would have, even though we all thought, okay, they're going to roll going in. Now looking back, if they could have just squeaked out, even by the smallest of margins of win, we'd be feeling a lot different and say, hey, we made it through. At least we're 1-0. We got it done. But Jamar was the reason that they were able to make it a game in the end. Three touchdowns. His last run where he bowled a guy over at the 10 and then just kept on trucking was a thing of beauty, very Marshawn-esque. So I got to give it to Jamar for that that performance. And I hope we can find a way to get a lead in some games and just turn him loose and control the ball and continue to score. So those are our game brats. Thank you. Thank you for uh, presenting those. Now, we got to go on to preview next Saturday's game. There is still a game on the schedule as of now as games are getting canceled left and right in every other conference, but somehow the Pac-12 is yet to call theirs. But, hey, it's only Wednesday, so just relax. It's only Wednesday. The Beavs go to Washington to play on the road in Seattle this Saturday, 8 o'clock, FS1. Washington did not play last week as their game was canceled with Cal. We all know about that. But as, as of right now, the game is still on. Jimmy Lake, his first game as head coach at Washington. So let's go ahead and preview Saturday's game. Give us some of your keys and maybe a score prediction. We'll start with you, Con. You know, to be honest, I haven't even paid any attention to this because I'm at a point where I'm not, I might not watch Beaver <laughs> football the rest of the season. And I'm not even joking. This is not a joke. This is not a drill. Is that a threat it's or a, a promise? Threat. It's a threat at this point. Um, really, there's no film on Washington, obviously. There's really nothing to say other than, I mean, we thought Nick Rolovich was a fraud, and we thought the same about Jimmy Lake, so probably they're not. Probably we're going to get beat 45-7. <laughs> I, I really don't. Okay. I really don't have anything to say because I'm – this is the mood I'm in. So I did like Andy's point about Jamar. I guess I'll just use my time here to talk about Jamar. Uh, <laughs> he has five more games in a Beaver okay. uniform. You better enjoy them, people. Uh, the thing that he does best, he somehow glides on the field. It's, it's hard to explain. His footwork, though, you, you see him avoid and kind of slide almost. Instead of cutting, it's almost a slide. And yeah. he does not get tripped up ever. He he avoids that first leg tackle pretty uh, every every chance he gets. And and the thing that uh, you know, I'm going back to the coaching staff here. What when when did they figure out that oh we could we should run a screen pass when we're getting pressured up the ass? Well, when did they figure out we should run a screen pass? Because it looked like it was within ten minutes left in the game. So I'd just like to ask the coaches that. Um, when did they figure that out? Because, my God, I, I, what's a way to counteract a rush? Does anybody know? I mean, I, does anybody know? What, what's the best way to counteract an aggressive rushing defense? You could ask the Buffalo Bills. So, well, yeah, they, you know, pooped on us. So, anyways, seeing Jamar in the open field, they got to get him more in the open field behind guys. His vision is exceptional. Um, it seems like he's maybe improved his hands a little bit. But his vision when he gets behind those guys on the screen passes, it was a thing of beauty. It's it's something to go back and watch. And then obviously him finishing that run, uh, even though I think Wazoo kind of was like, oh, ha-ha. Him finishing that run on that last 
possession where he just took a guy into the end zone five yards. That was fun. So, anyways, you you dub forty five. Thank you. Oregon State seven. Oh, depressing. Ah, beautiful. <laughs> but I agree with Con. I mean, I've been so in the dumps about this. I have no idea what to expect from UW from OSU. I know UW has like 14 quarterbacks and they can't decide on which one. They're all mediocre probably is what it sounds like. No, they're probably going to look really good against and, us. And, and we're going to rush three and make them feel comfortable and they're going to be amazing. We're going to confuse them. It'll be like That's JD. A, and We're going to confuse them. That's our game plan. Nice. So uh, I have no idea what to think is coming up. I'm depressed. I'm low. And uh, I got to switch it. I mean, my season prediction was four and two, and this was zero top, oh and top six that we win. Oh and, and now six. my prediction is this gets canceled. And if that's the best solution in some ways, that is um, a, a good point, bro. Canceled, if it doesn't get canceled, oh boy, <laughs> freaking UW 38 7, 28 27. Say, say that again, Washington 38, no, Beavers 27. I have more faith that Jamar, Jamar will, you know, do something for us. Jamar's going to opt out. I would. <laughs> I would if I was him. Honestly, honestly, Brad, I'd be – I think just thinking about Washington's defense, I'd be happy scoring 27 points and only losing by that margin. I'm I'm okay with that or canceled. Okay, I'll since we're pretty depressed, <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. Oh that my we're gosh! In the dumps about this one, we've reached a new low. And you're talking to a group that you know losing is no stranger to us. I mean, we we know her well, <laughs> but I think the expectations got to us, and we're we're reeling a little bit as a group. But I'll try to pick it up and be positive. Not let's just I say it's a miracle I'm on this call. Somebody it's needs a miracle it. I'm alive still. <laughs> yeah, I I will go positive. Just again, not because I believe it, but it's like oh, we we have to, we have to, we have to try to no. to generate no. some artificial no. belief. So I'll say Beeves twenty four, Washington twenty one, Oregon State gets back on track. So, so Washington big, 24, big Beef 7. That's what I heard. Got it. No. <laughs> and I do think – I don't know. Washington hasn't played yet, so they'll be working out some kinks. Not that it matters because we saw what Washington State did. But, and now they've got film on us. Oh, Lord. But that's – you know, I'm going to hold out hope. We'll see how their quarterbacks play. The one thing is I don't think any of them are an athlete like Delora is. Uh, in the yeah, they probably I, are. I will just they, take look a like second. an athlete against us. I will just take a second. I will take a second to say Delora, he impressed me. Rolovich's game plan in, impressed me. Uh, they, they, I got it. We got out coached. That's for sure. Khan um, gave him the game brought, and we were, we, you know, we've been pretty hard on him, calling him fraud. But you can't just because really he gets abroad doesn't mean he's result. not a fraud. Well, we'll see. I think, I think the fraud segment, which is where we're headed next. My question is this for the frog segment. Are we allowed to do this, or should we squash it until the beavers are no longer frauds? No, it's a fraud is a fraud, period. But should we look in the mirror? I already looked in the mirror. Just wait until it... Are you you giving me the ground here? (laughs) (laughs) All seniors in this team are frauds. Okay. And I'm saying that, and yeah, I'm calling them out, and I hope I eat my words. But my God, you can't you can't pick the team up. I mean, 
Hamilcar, your body language. You look like an infant. Okay? Your body language is horrible. Jonathan, I, I'm going to say it. This cross your arms when there's nobody in the fans, not talk to players, that's not very motivating if I was on the team. Just saying. that You, you don't talk to anybody, and you cross your arms. You have the same look constantly. And there's no interaction with players. Kind of demotivating. When there's no fans in the stadium, I think people are underestimating what it takes to get motivated. Granted, you know, for, for people like us, it would not take much for me to get motivated. But at the same time, it, I, I wouldn't do anything on the field, you know, uh, as far as my ability. Um, but it, it's just this this tone of uh, – I just – the body language, completely fraudulent. And it, it doesn't go – and, and – and, I, and I'm not going to say that – well, I am going to say it. Jamar's body language has always been mediocre to me. Um, cause, but I think that's who he is more as a player. And that's the difference. Him and Hamilcar. Hamilcar, there's a reason you're not a captain, bro. This is it, if you didn't know. Okay? And to all the players that have been – that were Gary Anderson recruits, I know about you just wanting to have your, your cool picture of playing in the game. Okay, I know about you wanting to take your pregame pictures. Okay, so I know about you cheering when the season was canceled. Okay, originally when COVID happened and it got announced and and, and all of the Gary Anderson players cheered for that. So, um, yes, there are a few exceptions and those know who they are. Um, but, you know, the motivation and the psyche of this team is is fraudulent right now. I'm just going to say that. And I'm a big Jebbia fan as far as his on and off the field contributions. He's got to step up, though, as a captain. I mean, I saw Andre Hughes-Murray trying to step up, you know, trying to motivate. I liked that, obviously, but it didn't work. So we need some passion. We need some heart. We're complete frauds. You look at the other fraud coaches, and this is the end of my segment here. Scott Frost is 0-2. Yeah, he's a fraud. No coincidence there. James Franklin, 0-3, complete fraud. Jim Harbaugh, one and two, complete fraud. And these team, these teams are not playing good teams. That's let me make that clear. Andy was prophetic in saying it two weeks ago. You will find out who the fraud coaches are during this COVID year because teams will be horrible or unprepared. And right now we have a fraud coaching staff, and it really pains me to say that. It pains me. Okay, and I'm I totally believe in Niner, and I'm totally on board with him still. It's not. Let's not mince our words here. However, that was a fraudulent performance. Period. If any other team, if the Ducks had that performance, if Washington State had that performance, I would be calling them out left and right. If the if the same were true, you know, they had the continuity, they had all the preparation, all those things we've already talked about, and another team pulled out that performance, I would be all over them. So I am looking in the mirror, Andy. We are being, but we are going to keep this segment going because it is valuable to show people who are frauds in the world. Um, but but this is getting to a point where, again, I'm thinking of a full mutiny. So it, it, oh. it's we're down, we're low. The seniors and the upperclassmen on this team need to step up. If you like football, it doesn't matter. What, how many fans are in the stands, how many how many people are there, what your pregame pictures are. If you like football, you'll play football. 
And what I saw was a bunch of guys not playing football. So there you go. Well, and, and to your point, to, I'll just add one thing to that. It's like as far as the atmosphere and not getting up to play, if that, if that was the case. I mean, to these guys who have been there for five years plus, how is the atmosphere on Saturday any different than it's been? <laughs> I mean, full disclosure, I mean, I, I know we've gone to games, but I haven't seen anybody else there. And I would. So I, I, I don't know how, how you can't get up for that because it's as quiet as usual. I would like usually. to give some kudos to guys like Champ, Colby Taylor, guys that are – you can tell they're into it. I mean, Champ is going balls out on and, everything. And, and I will say – Tristan, I will say I did see on the sideline in between drives, it did see like seem yes, like Jebbia was I pretty agree. engaged and he was talking to guys. And they, there are so guys I will give him that on the leadership. These upperclassmen are mostly fraudulent, and that 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 really grinds me. But again, the Colby Taylors and the champs. We need more champs and Colby Taylors. Period. We just need more champs. I'd love more five five guys that play like they're seven foot tall. So. <laughs> I love you, Champ. I love you, Colby. Well, one... Keep keep going. You are not unnoticed. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Connor, and that segment. One brief thing um, before I forget, just because it popped back into my head. We talked about this on Saturday, but I'd just like to point out that if you if you are a champion of the uh, pacifier mouth guard, you're an absolute beast because there's only two <laughs> people in the world that do it, and it's Jamar and DK. DK made it famous. And Jamar rocked it on Saturday. And it's like, if you have that, if, if I'm a defender and I see somebody on the other team with that mouthpiece, I am running the other direction. Because <laughs> it, it means trouble. So I love it. Hope he keeps that going. Um, all right. So let's conclude here on the, on looking back at last week, just by going around the Pac-12 real quick. If you guys have anything you were looking at one to see. Obviously, two games were canceled, Arizona and Utah, and then Washington and Cal. The final scores were, as we know, Washington State 38-28 over Oregon State. USC had a ridiculous comeback, if you watch the highlights of that game, uh, and won 28-27 over ASU. They were down like 13 or whatever with two and a half minutes left. Insane. Tipped ball on fourth down in the end zone for a touchdown, and then an onside recovery, so ridiculous. And then Colorado, which was probably the biggest surprise to me, not that UCLA is any great shakes, but they looked strong in that opening game and, and put up 48 points against UCLA. Oregon cruised 35-14, to 14, and I know we like to bash them here and take away. It wasn't as impressive as a win, granted, because Stanford's kicker, Jet Toner, missed seven the field Jet goals. Toner in your ink cartridge, yeah, he missed four field goals. Their cartridge was low on in their printer, and he was nowhere near the goalposts on all of those. So that was twelve points off the board there. But Oregon, Stanford didn't have half they were, their they were physical again. COVID surprise, Mario, and they were missing their starting QB, and they're missing their QB. But Oregon did win thirty-five to fourteen. So that's the Pac-12. Any words uh, on last Mario week's still game period? No, no additional words. Uh, the USC comeback was okay. impressive. Yeah, that was wild. That was that was very crazy. Okay, so let's go into our betting segment. We're happy to have Brought on board this week. He had to dip out early last week, so it's time for Bet on Brian and Con's Con to make 
a uh, give us some picks for the week in the in college football. Some some point spreads that they like or are maybe attracted to. We'll we'll start with you, Brian. What do you? Well, what am I? Or do you? Have, I don't have, do you have any. I don't have anything left in the account. I wanted to be completely transparent with yeah. you. The Borgie news came out. I immediately logged on, double down. <laughs> literally, literally oh, logged on. No. I could on both the season and on the Wild Two game. So, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> how do you not get the Borgie news and you don't be like, oh my god, the bees are gonna crush them? Oh, oh yeah, and they're and they're. Their backup performed yeah. really poorly. Their backup running back bad, trash. Bad. But if you have money left, I went deep. I went, I went so <laughs> deep here. Uh, Con, great call last week, by the way, with the BYU. I didn't listen to the pod until Saturday morning. I, Andy, uh, I yeah. run for your sins. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I was way wrong on that. And I was also – I should have started with this. I was extremely wrong on the city of Berkeley health protocols – it wasn't Cal. They so have who was to play correct? Basically, who was a straight correct? jacket. Connor Thank P. You. Taggart is correct. He is my dad, and he is my moral compass. He should not be your moral compass. Uh, <laughs> the audience will be praying for Andy. Okay, okay. Uh, here we go. I got Coastal Carolina over Troy. Uh, Eleven point spread here. Carol, Coastal Carolina is seven and zero. They've beat the spread. I think every game so far. They're good. Yeah, they're good. Put your money there. And then a team you guys talked about last week but didn't commit to, uh, Marshall over Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee is bad. They are New Mexico State worthy of last year, bad probably this year. Mm. Uh, Marshall is 23.5 point favorites. They did beat UMass by 41, did not cover, but um, I'm looking for Marshall to win there. Those are my two very, very deep. You're not. I'm not betting anything bigger. <laughs> Fresno State, Utah State. Um, look, look up the Utah State football program right now. Um, <laughs> Fresno State. They'll actually probably have a Fresno rebound. Fresno State will cover that by ten. I am just they will. Also, San Jose State and UNLV. San Jose State is a fifteen point five favorites. They will cover that. Put your money there. Um, and then I was trying to find well, whoever BYU is playing. That's going to be an atrocity. Uh, maybe they actually have the week off. They have a weird-ass schedule uh, because they, they couldn't get teams to play them, so they're playing some really weird teams um, in all this. And then, you know, my favorite conference to bet on is always the Big Ten. Uh, and I have Indiana over Michigan State. Michigan State, it, it's – Indiana is a seven-point favorite. I think it should be much more. It's a 9 a.m. game. So you get some early action there. Um, unfortunately, Ohio State was canceled. I actually think that line would have been close. Uh, Ohio State and Maryland, because, you know, people were on some Maryland train because they beat a few crappy teams and they have uh, Mariota's son or whatever. So um, Jaden Delore's cousin. Uh, but anyways, <coughs> Ohio State would have covered that because they, they would have messed him up 100%. And then the last one I do have is – oh, wow, it's been postponed. Never mind. Uh, but four, four SEC games were postponed. Um, and it was going to be the, the um, Georgia-Missouri game because Missouri is not a good team. So, But that's been postponed. So uh, there you go. 
And I would like to highlight, thanks for highlighting my pick last week, Brian of BYU. And then I believe it was a push on I, – I, Andy can correct me here. I, I think that – I thought it was a 37-point spread on the other game that I picked. I don't even know – I don't remember what the team was. Uh, oh, it UMass, was UMass, UMass. And, and somebody. And I, I can't remember. I thought it was 37, but maybe played. it was 41. And I think the team, they, they, they covered 39, so it wouldn't have made it there, but that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty close, though. Um, okay, well, those are good. Yeah, and the, the games are just dropping like flies, so it's kind of hard to find to find ones. I always like, because I, I don't get too into this, but I just like to look at the fattest spreads <laughs> that I can find and get your, and get your guys' input, so... Brought you covered the Marshall Mid Tennessee. What do you guys? You guys want action on seven and O Liberty, ranked number twenty two against Western Carolina, who is O and O, and Liberty is favored by thirty two and a half. Mm. You guys want action? Uh, on I wouldn't that? touch no. Liberty. I don't no. trust Hugh Freeze in the hospital bed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Fair enough. I mean, the Let's action. See, what else Washington, do we have? 13 and a half over. That Oregon State team that crapped the bed last week, I think Washington wins by 50. Um, yeah, it is 13 and a, 13 and a half. Um, how about Charlotte hosting Gardner-Webb? They're a 30 and a half point favorite. I would who take Charlotte is... in that. Yes, I know who Gardner-Webb is. I would take Charlotte in that. <laughs> and Gardner-Webb is also O and O. And Charlotte is... That's that's rare that you find. No matter the level, that's rare you find a team who is two and three and is favored by thirty and a half over their opponent. <laughs> that's, that's pretty impressive. So there, there's your bets for the week. Bet on Brian Cons Con. Thank you guys for presenting us with some matchups. I gotta say, with all the cancellations, it's not a week that I think people are running to throw their money at just because of the options and the unknowns around here. But thank you for presenting. Who are the Jaguars playing this week? None. Who are the Jaguars playing this week? Quick, Andy. Give it to me. Feed me. Hold on. Oh, they're playing the Packers. Packers 13 half point favorite. Yeah, take take the Packers to cover, guarantee. No, Packers cover that guarantee. Thank you. Good night. Yes, it's hard for you, Andy. Let's remind. I don't know. Can you uh, you update people on the standings for the Pick'em League? That'd be great. (laughs) Oh, please. Shut up. I'm first. Here's the thing. Again, I, I, I will just say. I just will say. Watch, watch this because a 13 and a half spread in an NFL game is like 30 and a half in college. Most games, most NFL games, Packers, are five Packers or less. win by seven. Really close. Plus, I don't know with Jake Luton. <laughs> he looked good. How about that? How about Jake Luton's spin move on his fifteen-yard? I give I give the Luton man props. I do think it was a combination of the defender thinking, "Wow, this guy is 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 kind of fast," and then he realized, "Oh my God, he's so slow," and overran the play. I watched that, and he overran the play, and Luton did get into the end zone props to him. Horrible two-point conversion um, play call. Um, Coach Horrible Smith? two-point conversion play excuse call. Me. Excuse me, Coach Smith. Excuse me, Coach Smith. Coach Smith, I have a question <laughs> for you following the game. Did you talk to Jake Luton? Have you talked to Jake Luton? Did you know Jake Luton's starting? Coach Smith, do you, do you like to talk with – do you FaceTime Jake before bed? 
Coach Smith, what did Jake Luton say about your loss to Washington State? Coach he Smith, did. is it true that Jake Luton texted Rolovich? Jake Luton but not probably you? didn't say Coach anything Smith, about you know the Jake loss Luton? to <laughs> Just, just saying, he probably, he probably was like, oh, I'm not dead. Okay. Excuse me, Coach Smith. Do you know Jake Luton? He played here last year for you. Do you remember him? He's in the NFL. Hi, Coach Smith. Coach Smith. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll, well, Coach Smith, I'll let John that go for said now. This, so, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would never say this, but another person who covers the Pac-12 said this about you. What do you think? Okay, here we go. That brings us to our glorious end. What a depressing show! If you made it this far, go, go get evaluated. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> probably in a dark place too. So. Uh, congratulations, I guess, but it's not healthy to be in this space right now. So I just want to say to this week's sponsor was Payton's Partners. Are you a college student looking for a paid internship that can earn you money working from home? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Payton's Partners CEO, Connor P. Taggart, is looking for capable students to join his team. You won't get paid and all expenses will be covered by you, the intern. But nevertheless, there are several new exciting opportunities for you. The following roles are currently being filled. Personal driver, personal shopper, and a literal doormat. No joke, in this position, you lay down in front of Connor's front door in case he needs to wipe his Jordans. So what are you waiting for? Put something on your resume that's sure to set you apart from the rest. Join the team at Payton's Partners today. Non-refundable $75 application. Hire, hiring required. during COVID. Thank you, everybody. Hiring during COVID. <laughs> Go be... <laughs> Absolutely. Go Beavs. See you next week. Maybe. You might never hear from us again. This is a cry for help. Goodbye.